as we want to study what God has to say to us. I couldn't come up with a better title. Be the mule. You'll understand what I mean. I love the ministry and the spirit of God's gifts. The power of His Holy Spirit. My text this morning just happens to be the prophetic word that came forth. And we're not working for some reason. There we go. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the gifts of tongues and interpretations and the gift of prophecy, those are utterances that the Holy Spirit gives to the people in the body. And uh, as they're moved by the Lord to speak, they speak what they hear the Lord saying. And so it always thrills the preacher that when one of the prophecies happens to be his text for the morning, he feels he's done his homework and done well. God has a message for us this morning. Be the mule. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, Jesus said this, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As we read this and begin to dig into the depth of its meaning, a Jewish rabbi would have teachings, and his teachings and his discipling and his unique teachings were called a yoke. And so the yoke of Rabbi Jesus, he's saying, come to know my teaching. Be my disciples. If you will come and take my yoke, in other words, his revelation of the Old Testament, his revelation of who he was and what is in God, his yoke will bring salvation to you and give you rest. The Sabbath And this is the only place in the New Testament, besides the book of Hebrews, where he uses the word rest or Sabbath, I will give you Sabbath for your souls. And so for us to enter into the rest of God, the Sabbath rest that Israel could never find, we have to follow after Jesus and take his yoke. His teachings are easy. His yoke upon us is not a burden, but in fact liberating, and it brings freedom. Amen? Now, that's the context and the depth from a Hebrew perspective, but also, secondarily, he's talking about pretty much the ease and the burden that you would give to a mule or a donkey. And so, when I, yesterday in studies, God showed me a donkey and a mule, and I began to ask and seek, and he showed me the verse in Genesis 29, verses 14 through 15. And it says this, Issachar is a strong donkey, crouching down between two burdens. He saw that rest was good and that land was pleasant. He bowed his shoulder to bear a burden and become a band of slaves. This is Jacob blessing his 12 children. And as he's speaking his blessing over to each one, Judah, a tribe of praise, right? Uh, Zebulon, the, the tribe of provision. He goes through each one of them and he comes to Issachar, that small tribe, and he says to you, Issachar, you are a strong donkey crouching down between two 
burdens. Now, it depends on your translation. There's a little bit of a fight for those who are in Old Testament Hebrew translating. One says between two burdens. The other says between two sheepfold. The one that makes more sense uh, to the entire context is this is a donkey laying between two burdens. When you take a donkey and you put sacks on the donkey, it covers both sides, the two burdens. And so this donkey, Issachar, rests with its burdens. And so it's crouching down between two burdens. He saw that rest was good and that land was pleasant. He bowed his shoulder to bear a burden and he became a band of slaves. That's what mules do. And so what we're going to see here, I want to break this down so you begin to understand what Jesus was talking about in taking on his burden and his yoke and coming to him for rest. It's, I believe, the fulfillment of the Issachar prophecy, and we, the body of Christ, are the Issachar people. And so let's take a look at what he says, three main things concerning Issachar as a tribe. Number one, they were strong, a strong donkey. Number two, they were satisfied. They saw that the rest was good and that the land was pleasant. We'll get into that in a minute. And then last of all, they were servants. They became a band of slaves. So with that, Issachar is strong, satisfied, and serves. It is their choosing to serve because they are so well satisfied in their provisions. They don't grasp. They don't strive. In fact, they're so well taken care of in the land that they, were, they received in their inheritance in Israel. If you look at where the tribe of Issachar was, they're right in the fertile area, surrounded by the rest of the tribes. They're very pleased and have rest in the land that they were given. So the provision is great. And in provision, when you're satisfied, you can pour out. And they were strong, very strong. The unique thing about Issachar is this. We find it later in 1 Chronicles 12, when there's a description of this tribe, it says that Issachar were men who understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do. They're the prophetic nation. They're the prophetic tribe. They discern the times and they know what should be done. It's one thing to know how bad a situation is. It's another, way, it's another thing to know how to get out. Right? It's one thing to know that we're in trouble, or it's another thing to say, I see something coming, it looks like rain's coming. It's another thing to know where to take cover, right? So the sons of Issachar were prophets, they were prophetic, they, they were strong, satisfied, and they served. They became the intelligence agency to Israel. When Deborah was sending Barak into the battles, it says that they, that Issachar showed them where to go. So they were the Army, Navy, and Air Force intelligence. When they were going for a battle, of course the king would seek out after the Lord, but he had wise counsel in the tribe of Issachar. They were not as many in fighting members, but their leadership was large. How many of you know we need Issachars in these days? The church needs a people who understand the times and know what to do as a church. And that's what this message is today, is so that we would understand, discern the times, and know what to do. So we're going to look at these three traits, and the first one is that he is a strong donkey. Now, that can work for you or against you. 
strong, a strong donkey, strong mule. Uh, one of the traits of mules is that they're a bit stubborn. Now, that can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. And uh, when we look at the word strong, we don't want to be strong in our work against the Lord. Psalm 32.9 says, Don't be like the horse or the mule who doesn't have understanding and has to be curbed with a bit or a bridle or it won't stay near to you. We don't want to be stubborn in the ways of God. Now that literally, out of the book of Jeremiah, is what a backslider is. You need to understand what a backslider is. Because we have an idea that a backslider is someone that just slips away. They're backsliding, like doing the moonwalk or something. I don't know. That was a weak attempt, but I wasn't going to go for it. That is not the definition of a backslider. In fact, what a backslider is, is one who plants his heels in and literally pulls against the pull of God. That is what backsliding is, and that's what a mule will do. Now, I don't have to be a prophet in a room of some 300 people to say, some of you have dug your heels in concerning the Lord. You're a strong mule, not in the good way. <laughs> Jesus said, take my teaching upon you. Take my yoke upon you. He said, come to me and learn from me. You can't learn if you're busy resisting and digging your heels in like a stubborn mule. Learn from him. Many of the issues we're going through is so that he would bring us through and we would follow his lead and not resist. You ever been in a situation where God has you going through something and you go, mm, uh-uh, you must be wrong on this one. Not doing that. So the concept of being stubborn and strong-willed it can be good, and we'll get to that in a minute, but it can also be bad. And so we need to correct that. And the bit in our mouth, as the other prophecy came forward, is the Word of God. If we would allow the Word of God, and that's what Jesus is saying, come to me and learn of me, my yoke and my teaching, and your burden will be what? Light. You will walk under my anointing and carry what I carry on me. My burden will be your burden. But as you're yoked with me, you will move through whatever you have to go through. Stop being stubborn in the things of God. Now, there is a good stubbornness, and that is this. Having done all, stand. There's a strong mule in all of us called the Holy Spirit that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the, enemy, the, the Lord sets up a standard against it. You stand. You plant your feet. When the enemy says retreat, you say, uh-uh, no way, no how. When people put you down for your faith and they say, oh, come on, you one of those Jesus people, you say, uh-huh, yes, I am. What do you need? They'll come back. Because without Jesus, you can't sustain any other lifestyle. They will come back. 
And so we've got to show them that following Jesus is something that causes us to stubbornly stand on the Word of God, right? The psalmist says, like a tree planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. Stubborn. Issachar understood the times. They knew what to do. They're not going to back down. The church has been backing down for a century. Come on. What a bunch of wimps. Did I say that out loud? I don't want to be that people anymore. How about you? I want to be a people who stand their ground on the Word of God. I don't have to argue with people. I just need to stand for truth. Truth is a pillar in this earth. We're the salt and the light. It will stand. It will stand. It's not going to go away. It's not going to be extinguished. And the Word of God will last. It's been established forever in heaven. It will last. It will outlast the flower of man and the green grass. It will endure forever. So, like Issachar, stand. Jesus said this. Come to me and learn from me. Now, the second aspect of Issachar is that they were satisfied. That's a happy mule. Now, Jesus said this. As you take my yoke upon you, you will Find rest for your souls. If you are weak and heavy laden, come unto me and you will find rest. Sabbath. We have Sabbath rest. We have rest with God. Hebrews chapter 4 says that the Sabbath is now called today. As you are in Christ, today is the Sabbath. Jesus is our rest. I have peace with the Father as I've been justified by the Lord Jesus Christ. So I have complete rest with Him. I don't have to strive. I don't have to work. I abide in Christ and I have rest. I am satisfied. Paul says he found the secret to contentment. What is that secret? That he can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens him. Whether he's weak, whether he's strong, whether he's rich, whether he's poor, he's found contentment, satisfaction because God's grace is sufficient for me. That was a Paul smash-up right there. And it satisfied him. Issachar was satisfied with the land that they had. They were satisfied in what God did for them. Deuteronomy 33, 18 says, Rejoice, O Issachar, in your tents. And when you look at the placement of the tribes around the tabernacle in the wilderness, Issachar was placed exactly to the right of the tribe of Judah, and next to him, the tribe of Zebulon. So you had right out front, whenever they would move, the first tribes forward was the tribe of praise, Judah. Then came Issachar, those of the prophetic intelligence, and then Zebulon, those of provision. They were satisfied. God met their needs. They had intelligence to know. They had the Spirit of God to understand that they would have rest and it felt good and they were pleased in the land that God had given them. I wonder how many of us are pleased with the grace of God within us. I know your body hurts. I know that you need more money. I know that you're struggling. But are you satisfied in the weight of eternal things? Do you understand what life is about and the meaning of life? Do you know how to pray? Do you have fellowship with your Father? In all of this, His grace is sufficient. And it's in our weakness we find His strength. And so be satisfied as Issachar, and you will find rest. You will find rest. And thirdly, they decided because they were strong 
donkeys, strong mules, stubborn for God. And they were satisfied with the allotment that God gave them and their portion and their inheritance. I don't know how you can't be satisfied with the inheritance through Jesus Christ. He's provided all things for us. Then thirdly, they decided, they willingly became those who picked up the burdens and became a band of slaves. What does that mean? They willfully became bondservants to Israel. You see, in the Bible, a bondservant is one who serves his time for an allotted portion of time, up to six years could be, and in the seventh year they were set free. Others would pay off a debt, and once they did, if they enjoyed serving their homestead and their master so well, then their time to go free was up. They didn't want to leave. They were satisfied with this family, with this situation. They would go to the doorpost of the house of the master and put their earlobe on the door and put a nail through it and nail their ear to the door. So this morning, I've got a bunch of hammers and knitting. No, I'm just kidding. And so from then on, they would wear an earring here, which meant that they were bondservants. By their own choosing, by their own free will, they would serve their master with joy. Issachar was so satisfied with the benefits of their God and where he put them in the land and the promises they had and hearing the visions of God and knowing what Israel should do. And being strong, they said, we are strong, we are mighty, we are satisfied, we will serve you. And doesn't that sound like Jesus? Doesn't that sound like who Jesus is? For Jesus said this, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Don't you find it interesting that Jesus found a donkey and a mule to ride on in his triumphal entry into the city? Jesus wants an Issachar people who will carry his burden for the lost. That he could ride in a mule. He could ride on his people who will obey him and ride and carry Christ's, whose burden is to win the lost, who he, in his strength, took on all the sins of the world upon himself. He carried as a servant and as a slave to the Father's will all the sins of the world, all the sickness of the world, and he carried these burdens upon himself. And in humility and strength, he was satisfied for the joy set before him to endure the cross. He is Issachar. He is our Savior. He is the one. And now he says to you, I'll carry your burdens. Come, take off the burdens. Take off the depression. Take off the sorrow. Take off your striving. Take off your orphan spirit. Take off your addictions. And I will give you rest. And I will make you a son of Issachar. I will make you one who hears my heart and knows my burden. And my burden is light. Because I have accomplished everything that needs to be accomplished on that cross. 
You cannot add to the work that I did on that cross. You can't carry any other work from this cross. I completed it, so my yoke is easy. Just carry me into the presence of a dying world. Come on. Come on. Just carry me into the presence of God, into a dying world, and care for them. Now, the two burdens that that donkey was leaning and and resting between, I believe are this. As you see, um, Galatians, let me read them to you. Galatians 6, verses 2 through 3. Bear one another's burdens, so to fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Stay humble, stay the mule. But be strong. Galatians 5.14 For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Bear that burden. 1 John 5.3 said For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not burdensome. Because Christ has fulfilled the law. And so now it is a law of love. Our burden is to love. Our burden is to love. Come on, isn't that an awesome burden to carry? We have two, two burdens here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Put As we're crouched between those two burdens, we take them up and we will love God with our whole heart and we'll carry Christ into a dying world and we will esteem others more highly than ourselves and we will serve them because we're so satisfied with what we got from our God and our Master. Amen? And I close with this. In tradition, the mule that carried Jesus was named Christopher. Christopher. Because the name means Christ-bearer. So my word to you this morning is, be the mule. Be the mule. Come to Christ. He'll relieve every burden and you will find rest. You'll be satisfied. Become the servant that will carry his presence into this age and reach the lost. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads together. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today.